Chats from the Blog Cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. to another episode of chats in the blog cabin you know the show where i virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life um actually today i'm not in the blog cabin it's actually a pretty awesome day and i actually want to share it with emily because emily is actually one of the reasons why i started what i'm launching today it's called a new blog called the writer and the farmer and it's all about an outsider's view on farming life and we're down here at the river you really can't see the river at her farm where i first started there we go where I first started um, really learning more about farming, really. So Emily, you wrote a blog post for me talking about what it was like to be a farmer. So let's talk a little bit about that blog post because it was a little bit different blog post. It was a different, yeah. I have, um, you know, wrote guest posts from Melissa in the past and um, I've wrote my own blog post from a, a blog I used to do for our farm. And for me, if I can't just sit down and write it from the heart, then I just, I, I get total writer's block. So Melissa asked me to write a guest post for um, her new project she's got coming up. And so I did, and when I sat down, um, it was just a total different different thing that just came right out of my heart. And so um, it was just kind of different about the, the joys, the ups and the downs. Um, um, you kind of, it's kind of a, a not hodgepodge of, of all of the emotions and all of the mm -hmm. problems and, and good things that we get to experience out here on the farm. Um, so I was, I sent it to her and I said, I don't know if this is really what you were looking, but, um, it's just, that's just what come out. So, um, I felt like it was very raw and authentic and she, you know, Melissa was down for it because she, you know, she's always looking mm -hmm. for authenticity and vulnerability. And so that's what, that's what we went with. And she loved it. And so we're going to go with it. So, Because one of the reasons why I loved it so much, Emily, is because it is about the outsider's view of farm life. And right. hearing directly from the farmer that, you know, you don't get sick days, you don't get days off. You worry, you constantly are checking the weather, especially with you with agritourism, because yeah. you have an agritourism farm. Um, you know, checking the weather to make sure, like we were just talking about a minute ago about the corn maze this yes. year, and you know, your corn's yes. not doing the greatest thing. And I can imagine the farmers that actually produce crops to sell, yeah. how much they go through as well. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, some of the trials and tribulations that farmers go through. Yeah, so I mean, just like right now, I went, um, you know, Monday was Labor Day, and um, we went, I went to the store, to just you know buy groceries for our family and the lady was like oh how are you enjoying your day off and stuff and i'm like well um i farm so i don't really get a day off um <laughs> animals always have to be fed things always have to be done it doesn't really matter um what i have on my schedule things have to be done when when the crops when the animals demand it done so um i know you know like right now we've got a, a um our corn maze planted. We, we do a corn maze and stuff and then we planted it and it looked great. And it was, we were getting a ton of water and it was fantastic. It was growing so fast and I even took a picture of it and I was like, this is so great. And then we, we haven't had rain for a month. And so, um, and not only that, but it was, you know, a hundred plus degrees every day. 
So what was so promising and, and so beautiful has now become this maze that we don't know is gonna, you know, be able to make it for our corn maze. We don't know that we're even gonna be able to have a corn maze at this point. Um, we're trying to think about solutions and different things we can do to make it work. And of course we're gonna make it work, we always do, um, but it's just, it's a trial. And so for me, you know, that just means that I won't have a corn maze, we'll deal with it. But for a farmer who's a row crop farmer, who plants a corn crop to harvest the corn, to sell the corn, to make a profit. I mean, that that's a huge deal. That that means that they're not gonna be able to, you know, make a payment. They might not be able to make a farm payment. They might not be able to, um, you know, that's that's food taken out of their mouths. So it's, it's just, it's extremely stressful for me. And I can just imagine what a farmer who's trying to raise a crop like right now, soybeans um soybeans are in the field soybeans are you know some of them have already made it just depends there's different varieties but some of them are were planted later and they're struggling too just like our corn crop is and um i mean that can that can make a difference between a, a year in the black and a year in the red just because we don't get rain for a month you know so it's just it's just a struggle so let's talk a little bit about what agritourism is because I think a lot of people think agriculture, they think farm crops, they don't think about agritourism. So right. you're a little bit different because originally yes. this was your husband's family farm that yes. you guys took over and you created the agritourism farm out of it. So talk about agritourism and what that is. So agritourism is different from um, a traditional conventional farmer because we are inviting the public to our farm. Um, we raise things and and create experiences for people to experience out here on the farm. So we have you pick strawberries. You can come out here and pick your own strawberries and teach your kids where strawberries come from. Um, we, education is a huge goal of ours to teach folks about farming, the issues we face, where your food is actually coming from. Um, we have had people that believe that brown cows make chocolate milk. We have had people that believe that Potatoes just come from the grocery store. They don't realize that the mashed potatoes on your plate start as potatoes in the ground. So that's what we strive to do is to educate folks about farming, what farm is like, let them come out here, have a good experience, meet farmers, and realize that, um, you know, this is just... I totally blanked. <laughs> Totally blank. This is just everyday life yeah. and the way things used to be when yeah. people, you yeah. know, when you so, couldn't go to the grocery store most of the time, everything yeah. was fresh. So, and just realize, um, you know, how great, how great farming life can be. I don't now, know. you mentioned you pick strawberries. <laughs> what else do you do on the farm? Because yeah. like, we're down here by the river. They, yes. They're actually really unique in the agritourism that they actually, around Wayne County, this is where we're located, we're in Goldsboro, that they have the river, which if you go back a little bit that way, you, if yeah. I told her she just needs to build <laughs> like a bridge or build a boat and I could, cause actually, actually like five minutes, it would be quicker yeah. for me to probably get down the house right. from my house. Yeah. So it's just right around the corner from my house, but they're right here on the river and they just opened up the river trail last year. Yeah. Last fall. So that's something a little bit first. different. Yep. So we have around a hundred acres, 90 to a hundred acres out here, um, cleared land that we see every day and also wooded land down here by the river. And um, we bought this farm from my husband's family. We did not inherit it, nobody gave it to us. So we have to make a payment on this farm every year. And so all of our land has to make money to make our payment. And so we had this wonderful resource down here. We have always come down here 
camped, fished, swam in this river. We said, why don't we open that up to everybody? Not everybody has that experience. Not everybody's able to do that. So we um, cut out a trail, a hiking trail through the woods out here that kind of shows the different ecosystems that we have out here. All the way down here to this beautiful river um, where you can see so people could fish. Um, folks have got in here and swam. We're gonna be doing some camping out here, different things. We do yoga out here, um, all kinds of stuff. It's just an absolutely beautiful setting. I just love coming down here. I told Melissa as we drove, I was like, I could just sit a chair out here and listen to this all day. It's just such a Zen experience. And you really feel like you're out of time. You're out of place. And really you're five minutes away from civilization. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you know, two miles away from a Walmart. But when you come down here, you can get out of your mindset and just, you know, it's, it's almost a meditation experience. So we really love it. I can definitely tell that some of the experiences <laughs> that you used with Ken's the Yogi yes. has been used right here because yes. honestly, some of the meditation and Zen, yeah, I, Emily before, I've known <laughs> Emily forever, would never have probably said those words. You yeah. would have thought them, but not really said right. them out loud. So, but that's another yeah. thing you offer. You offer events because you talked about yoga yes. and you offer, yes. you had to kind of supplement by offering events as well. So we, um, you know, we've always had people that are interested in hosting parties or weddings or um, just bringing out groups. So we decided that we would kind of go more that direction. We host events kind of all through the year, usually centered around whatever season happens to be like sunflower season, strawberry season. Now we're getting into fall season. Um, we have like girls night out events. We call those hen parties. We do date nights. Um, we do healing circles with Ken's the Yogi out here. Um, so it's just all kinds of different things, different parties. We're always looking something new to try and, and just explore and get folks out here to enjoy, you know, what we feel privileged to be able to enjoy every day. And you also have, no, no, it's not only for women, it's also for men as well, because you do have like dove hunts and, yes, and fishing yeah. on the river and things like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like folks think that we're kind of either, you know, centered toward women or toward little kids, but no, this is something your entire family can experience. You know, come out here, bring your kids, let them play, let your husband, you know, you come down, you know, anybody coming out here and fish, enjoy it just um this is just it's really an entire family experience no matter how old you are no matter how young you are we've got something for you to enjoy now i will say i've worked in the past couple of years with emily kind of inherited we've inherited it um <laughs> my oldest daughter started working with emily whoops now i'm looking at the camera going off to emily but my oldest daughter um worked with emily the first yep. season and then after she went off to college my middle daughter kind of took her place and then I took her place after that with the CSA, yeah. which you don't, you no longer do. Yeah. But this year, unfortunately, I'm not because I have so much going on yeah. um, that I'm not able Melissa's to work. Melissa's too big time for us now. No, <laughs> no, you know, how, you know how and much I, I really, no, it really, it really and, hurt me to we, tell her no. We feel like it's. I mean, I'm super glad that Melissa has. You know, she's she's got her own stuff going on. This wonderful show she's doing. I mean, I just, I can't applaud her enough, and, and that's what we want to do. We support our friends. We want our friends to, you know, it's, let's all raise each other up. So, we're, we're going to miss Melissa this fall, um, for sure, because she's been our, our uh, ticket seller for a couple years now, and mm -hmm. she has really set the bar high for the next person to come in. Um, but, you know, we understand that, you know, she's grown, and 
got her wings and she's ready. She's taking flight on her own. So, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to come back. I may, right. oh, may have sure. a little appearance and it may sure. next season, <laughs> May next season things might have yeah. settled down a little bit that I'm able to come back. Yeah. Um, so right now we're going to take a brief break uh -huh. and then we're going to go up and we're going to be up there at the front so you can show more people about this. Yeah. But I just wanted actually one of my personal goals for the month of September was besides launching the rider and the farmer was to get by the water three times. This is the third time and I'm already <laughs> not even halfway through the month. Yet. So there you go. Camp, so. There we go. So, so we're going to take a brief commercial break and then we'll be right back up. All right. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Chats from the blog cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. cabin as I said before I'm launching the rider and the farmer so that's the reason why I'm out here at the farm um, Emily gave me a lot of encouragement Emily actually is the one I like to give credit where credit is due Emily is actually the one that came up with the idea of the rider and the farmer because I was coming up with all different types of, of names and <laughs> just I had the been, name just the name yeah it was your idea uh, I just yeah the name so I, I coined give her the phrase credit. yes so, um, but we're up here at the very front of the farm, not in the front, but near the ticket booth. And here's a great photo op right here. Um, she has a lot of different things like that here. But one of the reasons why I wanted to start this blog was because working with you, I saw some of the struggles that you guys went through with agritourism. Yeah. And so then I was actually Marlo Ivy. Um, we're getting education definitely over there. Um, the donkeys. <laughs> Um, Marlo Ivy actually invited me on a gate to plate tour. She was actually a guest on a previous episode and the gate to plate tour really showed me and encouraged me even more. I think after I came back from that tour, I decided that I wanted to do this. Um, but it took us a while to me a while to do it because of course, when I decided to launch it, COVID hit. Yeah. And so actually going to farms and visiting farms was something that I obviously could not do, um, because of the restrictions and the Things. So hopefully with the Delta variant that you don't have to do that. But that's one of the things that you as an agritourism farmer have to deal with is worrying about the pandemic and things like that. Last year, luckily, people were socially distanced. Everybody, you know, the people that were comfortable were wearing masks and things like that. But what about this year? Because this year that Delta variant is just a whole new... Yeah, it's, it's really, um, you know, last fall was our first experience with this and the numbers were much lower and, you know, this variant wasn't around. Um, so this year is just, it's, 
we're gonna continue on just like um, we did last year. We're gonna um, encourage social distancing where we can. We're outside, so we feel like masks are not necessarily required, but of course, if anybody wants to wear them, they're welcome to. Um, I, we will be wearing them in situations where we cannot social distance. Um, just to, you know, we want everybody to come and feel safe and, and have a safe and time. And so um, we feel like what better place to go and enjoy yourself right now than outside. You're out here in the sunshine, breathing in fresh air. We've got, you know, like I said, we've got a hundred acres. You've got plenty of room to run and enjoy yourself and not feel like you have to be on top of anybody else if that's not what you want to do. Um, we're going to be, we've got the sanitizer out. We're going to be sanitizing mm -hmm. all of our play equipment, you know, every so often on a rotation just to make sure that, um, you know, we're not having any kind of cross-contamination going on. Just trying to do whatever we can do to make sure everybody can come and have a safe experience out here. So that's what we're going to be doing. We're just going to continue on like everything's still shut down and we still have to put all these restrictions in place. So um, that's another thing that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this blog because I say it's an outsider view of farming because like I said, working with you, I, the first time I actually started working with Emily was when you were doing the CSA, which is yeah. Community Supported Agriculture. And I would get up every Tuesday morning, it seemed like it would pour down rain, and yeah. she didn't have a huge <laughs> shelter like she has yeah. now, which, which would be a blessing right now. It would pour down rain, and we'd have to go and get boxes out of her and pack boxes and then deliver boxes. But some of the, I remember some of the complaints that you got that people expected to be like, like you know yeah premium stuff and it was premium stuff but if they had a little bruise they were like all upset about it yeah and so let's talk about some of the the mainstream media what mainstream media does for farmers because they give really small farms a bad rep well i just think that a lot of times in people's minds and in the media's mind they just kind of lump farmers all into one one song you know they're all one thing they're all this huge big factory farm that is putting profits over safety. And um, that's not the case at all. I mean, sure, are there huge farms? Absolutely. Are there corporate farms? Yes, we're a corporation. Um, and the reason we're a corporation is um, mainly because it protects us as individuals from, you know, accidents that might happen out here. If somebody fell down and got hurt, they broke a leg. I don't know, who. whatever happens. Thankfully, we've never had that happen. Knocking on wood right now, we're at a picnic table. I'm knocking um, on wood too for you. But, um, you know, just in case that happens and, you know, it, somebody did come back on us, it kind of gives us and our family some protection from our business liabilities. So, and that's a lot of reasons why, you know, other farms, family farms are, you know, becoming LLCs or incorporations because it gives them a level of protection. It gives them some tax benefits as well. I mean, I, I think people have this idea, the stereotype of, you know, some old guy in a pair of overalls, but farming is a business just like any other business. And um, farms face business problems just like they face drought problems and so you have to handle that as well if you don't handle your business you'll lose your farm so farms have to incorporate they have to do that that does not mean they're a huge big large factory farm that just means that they're trying to do what's best for their business to be able to withstand these modern times um I think farm, there's a lot of different farmers um no there's no two farms that are exactly alike um there's organic farmers, there's conventional farmers, there's small farmers, there's large farmers. 
and there's livestock farmers, there's row crop farming, there's people that produce produce, there's people that raise tobacco. And that doesn't mean any one of them is better than the other. It doesn't mean that um, they don't all face trials and tribulations that beyond their control. Um, and so I think it, it's just like the bigger kind of talk that, you know, we're having about culture in our society. If we just kind of stop lumping everybody into one big group and start focusing on them as an individual instead of lumping them into a race group or an occupation group or a gender group or whatever, um, I think we would all be better off. So, and, and in my opinion, you know, whether, you know, you want to say, well, we're going to only eat organic. We're only going to eat, you know, this kind of food. I just say, stay local. Um, a local farmer, even if they're a conventional farmer, that's going to be something that's way better than even buying or a organic something from a large farm that's raised 3000 miles away. Um, you can meet your local farmer, your helps, you know, supporting your own community. You can know that person, you can ask them, you know, what, what did you spray on this? What did you do here? What, what fertilizers have you added to this? Um, what, what kind of living conditions are my, you know, your animals in? You know, you can ask all that. You can see all that. We, farmers want to tell you, we want to educate you about what's going on. Nobody's trying to hide it. It's not a big secret. Um, but you can't get that from buying a, a container of lettuce that's coming from California. You can't call that former farmer in California and say, hey, you know, what, what did you put on this? I mean, you don't get that experience. So I always say shop local um, as best you can. There is one exception that I have found going through my research. And it's actually, I actually went to an event a couple weeks back in Durham. It's called, I think it's the... Uh, the chicken—I may be wrong—and I'll put it in the link in the show notes if I'm wrong. I actually link to the um, site as well. I think it's called Farmer Strong, mm -hmm. and it's a brand of chicken that you can actually go and they actually put it in a code, and you can look at—you can go on their website and look up, and you can find out exactly where the chicken came yeah. from, where the farm came from, and they weren't directly with the farmers. They don't go through like the middleman, like the processing plant or right. anything. They work directly. And they work with the farmers yeah well i mean and there's definitely instances of that you know you hear i was listening to like a gerber commercial the other day and they were talking about oh well we can you know track your bottle of baby food straight to the field and that is definitely happening um and large farmers small farmers they're all doing that we want to be safe and transparent um so that's there and that's definitely available you they they can harvest it put a code on it right there mm -hmm. they track that code from you know the place they harvest it to where they process it to where they package it to where they ship it out that's definitely happening and i think that's a good thing um i you know in when you talk about issues about labeling and, and different things i'm for it because i feel like you know let's let's come up with a consistent mm -hmm. label from you know an organization like the USDA that um, is is all one thing. So then now as it is, you have different companies putting different labels on it. You don't really know what that means. If we could have something comes down as a is a better regulation mm -hmm. so that everybody had the same label, mm -hmm. then it would be a lot easier to understand and the consumer would feel better about it too. Yeah, that's a, you touched on a point that I want to touch on again is, is supporting local because I yeah. know there's a lot of times like you would see where people would go outside of our community to go to one of these big 
farms that are not, you know, they're not, they're more a corporation. You, yeah. you already said you're an LLC, a corporation, but you are a family run. Everybody that works out here in the farm are, is really pretty much considered family. Yeah. Emily and JR are out here every single solitary weekend that the farm's open. They're out here at every event. Even on the hen parties, JR is out here at the hen parties as well. <laughs> yeah. He's the only male in the hen parties. He tries to escape as quick as he can. But, but he's yeah. out here setting <laughs> up. Yeah. He'll, he'll run around. He'll go pick yeah. up if she's getting food catered and he has to go pick it up. He'll do all that. So it's a family-run operation. And you yeah. got to think about it. Wouldn't you want to support a family? Like you go out and you go to like, let's say Walmart, you're giving someone's wages when you're working at Walmart. So wouldn't you want to come and give someone locally wages as well? Because I mean, everything, I've seen her many times being discouraged because people have gone to bigger farms. Yeah. We're out here, it's a hidden gem in Wayne County. And I think last year was your big breaking point when everything shut down from COVID, people realized it was out here. Yeah. And I think the big push from the community, because I think the Chamber of Commerce at that point, you joined the Chamber of Commerce, and they pushed it out a lot, too, yeah. as well. Yeah, we did. We had a great year. We had a lot of community support, and we get a lot of community support, um, and we're thankful for everything that that we get. We um, we really appreciate it. We have some folks that drive from out of town. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's great, and we love it. We feel like we're bringing some more um, revenue in for our county, for our you know, other local businesses around, they might come out here and hang out all afternoon and they're gonna stop and eat somewhere on the way home. And so we're we're hoping that we can be just a little part of that puzzle and we're thankful for it. Now, on top of that, she also just mentioned, um, you know, going and when people come in from out of town getting lunch, they can actually pick up lunch and come out here yeah. and eat at the farm because she has right now, We're look, I'm looking at, let's see, six picnic tables right here, but there's at least another six or seven underneath the, the yeah. shelter and then there's even little places where you can put blankets on the ground if you want if you wanted to take your picnic by the river you could do that as well so yeah you know if you want to support the local community by buying something and bring it even if you want to bring a picnic lunch from home because a lot of people are really funny about right now yeah. going through restaurants yeah. but um bring a picnic lunch from home and come out here and spend the day it's a great time the kids i will tell you by the time if I don't know, you probably won't have the cornbread again this year, right? No, we're unfortunately probably not going to do that again. It's um, last year it was not recommended by um, the NCDA, the um, the state agriculture office that we not have a corn crib because of sanitation purposes. There's no easy way to sanitize that and to keep it sanitized for people. So we're not going to have that again this year. Um, and it's a bummer for us too. We love the corn crib. Um, I swear it's like the best experience to go and just kind of sit down there and mellow out in that corn. Um, but we just decided, you know, for safety reasons, we're not going to have that again. And actually, it's normally the end of this season picture that she has. Yes, year. We yes, do it. I know. Um, all the workers that are working the very last we day. We climb in the corn Climb in the corn pit. <laughs> and so. then just take a picture yeah. but what I was getting at was the kids will come out and run and play and I've seen a lot of kids crying yeah. because they don't want to leave. Oh absolutely we I mean and it's music to my ears so I know it's you know difficult for parents but um I mean that's one thing that we get a lot um from feedback from customers that come is that they feel very safe to be here and let their kids just run and have a great time um, we have plenty of wide open area. I mean, they, you know, like I said, we've, you know, we've got acres. So just let them come and run and enjoy it. Um, and they'll sleep very well for you that night because they, and you will probably find sand and corn and whatever else in their bed in the morning because they've had such a great time. So, 
Um, that's one, one thing that we do get. I mean, we're, you know, like Melissa said, we're a family run place. Mm -hmm. We have a family, we have kids. Our kids are usually out here, mm -hmm. um, working or not. They've grown up out here. So, um, we feel, you know, we feel like it's just a very safe environment for folks to come and have a good time. And speaking of the kids that grown out here, when my oldest daughter, Maddie, actually started working out here, Reese was just a baby. Yeah. And now, how old is Reese now? My youngest is eight, so they're no longer babies anymore. But, but Maddie said <laughs> yeah. she can remember swinging yes. on the swing sets. Yes. And there's been a lot of changes every year that they have implemented. I don't think as this year, maybe the healing circle has changed. But. Yeah, we've added some lights and stuff. And we've got some plans about um, some new attractions to add as well. We're going to be doing some painting, just some cleaning up some general stuff. We did a, a big renovation last year. We kind of moved everything around. This year we wanted to just kind of like maintain that, you know, add on some things that we didn't get to do last year, but just kind of stick with that. And then who knows what 2022 will hold. So we're, we're kind of waiting. Who knows? Who knows? It's, so <laughs> we're just hoping and praying that you have an amazing yeah. season this season. Yep, Cause last try. year was like every day. I, I don't think there was a day during the fall season that those parking lot did not have at least 20 or more yeah, cars in. yeah we were we had a, an amazing season and we're just hoping that we'll be able to to have that season again so that's what we're looking for and she not only does she have like the picnic tables and she has swings us out mm -hmm. here there's a hayride um yeah we'll yeah we've got all kinds of stuff we've got we're gonna be doing hay jumps we we fill up the yard with different things to do that we don't have year round hay jump games just different kind of fun things for kids to do we've got all of our animals over here just chilling hanging out they're all super friendly and love to be you know petted and and fed grass and yellow flowers and so we've got our our swing set our playground area we'll do hay rides we'll have pumpkins tons of pumpkins hopefully around mid-october we'll have some sunflowers blooming again um, and we also open our river trail up um, anytime we're open in the fall for folks to be able to go down there, enjoy hiking the woods, and just kind of get to experience that that environment. Now, one thing, and you do also do photography. You do yes. have photo sessions yes. where photographers can come in and pay like mm -hmm. a, a day fee, and they can have mm -hmm. sessions out here all day long. The only thing that you ask is not to kind of interfere with everybody else's what yeah doing. so we you know all year long we we host photography sessions we love having photographers out here because we like seeing our farm through that lens um we have daily rates seasonal rates and annual rates for anybody that might be interested we have you know just changing seasons all year long i mean just the scenery and then of course you know like we have our sunflowers planted we'll have pumpkins coming up um all kinds of different you know opportunities for you to come out here with your fam families and groups and whoever you're taking pictures of to enjoy i will say that I, since i normally work in the ticket booth i'm like unfortunately i'm still crying i'm still <laughs> upset about that but um i would see almost everybody unless i was on break yeah coming through and people were talking about they never even knew this was out here yeah because they're kind of hidden if you're not yeah. really sure where it's at like if you're coming from raleigh um, and you're coming down 70, you want to take the 581 exit and take a left. And then right after you go yep. past the light in, it's Clarence Nursery Road. I think it's the second or third left. I'm right. Yeah. It's, there's a whole bunch of subdivisions, but it's the only really road road. Yep. It's the first state road to your right. So um, you'll notice it there. It's a big sign. Right before you cross the Little River Bridge, you'll see the bridge coming up and our road goes off to the right. That's the road we're located on. 
Um, if you're coming from Goldsboro, Kinston, Newburn, that area, it would be easier to turn right after you cross the Little River Bridge. Um, right there, there's a stoplight and there's a McDonald's right there on the corner. Take that road, we're down on the left, um, on the right, sorry. We're down on the right oh, a little ways. So we're out here. If you search us, you know, in your GPS or whatever, it'll come up. We have no problem getting directions out here. We're not that remote, even though it seems more remote than it is. Just make sure that when you're typing that in that you put Odom Farming Company and not Odom Farms. There is an Odom Farms um, on the other side of our county that is the commercial sweet potato watermelon um, grower. We are not them, so if you go there, um, you will be a little bit disappointed because you're not gonna be here and then you'll have to come over here. So just make sure when you're typing it in that you put Odom Farming Company. Um, I do want to get back to the animals because mm -hmm. out of all the animals, I think you had three that were actually born and raised here on yeah. the farm. We've got um, three donkeys, two goats, and a cow. So um, both of our goats were raised here. Our cow came here, I think she was not a year old when she came. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> it's Melissa's That's my favorite. favorite. And so then we've got um, our donkey. One of our donkeys came here at three months old. Then another one was brought in last year, was her first year, and she was already pregnant. So last fall, she had a baby donkey. Um, and so now we have three and there. We call them our drove, because that's what you call a group of donkeys. They're not a herd, it's a drove. And so they're out there hanging out and um, and just protecting us all from from coyotes and predators that want to come out and get us, so. See, even that, that goes back to something that I asked you a question about, because I follow, as you notice, I'm wearing Bravo Steaks right now. Yeah. Bravo Steaks is another big um, farm that local, used to be local to our areas, only it was about an hour away, but now they moved over to the South Carolina, North Carolina yeah. border, only because they needed bigger farmland because their operation was getting so big, but it's run by a husband and wife team. And it was when I was started following them on Instagram that I started asking Emily all these questions like, why is there donkeys with yeah. with cows? And then she says, oh, they're here for predators. So actually I encourage you guys that if you're ever, even if you're out here at the farm and you come and you see Emily or you see her husband JR, or even if you ask a worker, if they don't know the, que the answer to the question, they'll find Emily yeah. and, and Emily will help them. I mean, she has field trips as yep, well. We do, we do field trips. Um, pretty much every season we're open, we'll be having field trips all through the month of October, or we're available for field trips. So you're welcome to, to give us a contact to book and come out here and enjoy it. Um, we try to kind of only book kind of one group at a time or a small group with a, maybe another small group. So we're, you know, definitely able to keep groups separate. So there's no risk of, you know, interactions with other groups because of COVID. So um, you kind of have the place to yourself and you get to enjoy and run and you don't have to worry about, um, you know, other groups being around or other people being around. It's kind of a private experience. We love doing that. Love having the kids come out here. Love seeing their reaction to everything. So if you're interested in that, let us know. And you don't have to be a school. You can be no. a family mm -hmm. if you want to just do a family. We say groups of 10 or more. So if you've got, you know, a big family group wants to come in and do that, get all together. Let me know as long as you've got at least 10 people. And then we're also going to be doing some open field trips this year, like for, for families that might want to come at a time when it's not busy or homeschool groups or something like that to come out and enjoy. We know we've got a lot more kids homeschooling um, these days because of the uncertainty around. And so we will be doing a couple of those coming up in the month of October. Um, 
so that that's coming up too as well and, and that would be an opportunity for a smaller group to come on in and jump in and enjoy the farm now we talked about all the different ways that you diversify number one you do your you pick you yep. do your fall fall fun on the farm yeah. Um, I almost forgot what it was called and I I'm working here now. <laughs> um, you do your sunflowers yeah. in the, the spring, summer, and the fall season because yeah. you try to do yeah. it kind of like all together. Um, you also have your hen parties, mm -hmm. you do your dove hunts, but you also yeah. can book the farm. Like you had a wedding out yeah, here. Yeah, we did. We had a wedding out here this summer on like the, the hottest day of July that ever was. But um, yes, we do. You can rent the farm out for parties, events, group meetings weddings, whatever you want to do. You can find all that information on our website, odomfarmingcompany.com or contact me and we can talk about it and come out here and meet and see what you've got in mind, what kind of event you're looking to have. And we can see what, what you know, we're, we're just a pretty small place. We can pretty much accommodate anything. So, um, we'll, and we'll be happy to do that. And see, so when you think about it, I know a lot of people think farming, they think road crops, yeah. but there are so many different ways. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this vlog, the writer and the farmer, is because I wanted to show not only just one farm, I wanted to showcase and hopefully I'll be able to do more on location things. I'm trying, I'm shooting for once a month doing an yeah. on location. Um, I know I have a, a long list of people already that have said I could come or that yeah. people that are already interested in doing this. but. I wanted to show you that it's not just about row crops and it's about the families behind the farm because a lot of times when you see like these nuisance lawsuits because i know yes, you wrote a blog yes, post about nuisance lawsuits with the smithfield yeah. pork is that a lot of people don't think that they think they're hurting the corporations but yeah. what they're actually doing is they're hurting the small farmers that are raising the the pork or the meat yeah. or everything for them luckily Absolutely. luckily we bribe directly from bravo they're not a we're a member of their co-op and um we're not we're buying directly from them. We're not going through a third right. party, but still, if you're still going through a third party, you're still going to support that local farmer. So yeah. think about that because a lot of Absolutely. people that are moving into these, these pig farms or hog farms, and they talk about the smell, they've moved in after, right? not before they're built and they're having a problem. I'm like, you knew they were there to begin with. Yeah, hog farms really get a bad rap. Um, I think that's really what most people think about when they think about a factory farm. But, um, you know, I, my uncle was a pig, a hog farmer. Um, I know tons of hog farmers have great friends that are hog farmers and you know, they're just, they're taking care of those animals, just like Bravo Steaks takes care of their animals, just like we take care of our animals. Um, I feel like, you know, people think, oh, well, they're pumped full of hormones and antibiotics and, and no, they're not. Um, if, if an animal happens to get sick and need an antibiotic, they give it to them, but it goes out of their system just like it runs out of our system. And by the time it's processed, there's no antibiotics in it. Um, legally, they're not allowed to have antibiotics in it. They're not allowed to add hormones. So there's no, I mean, even if you're going to Walmart or um, Food Line or whatever, you're buying your meat there, it's a Smithfield product. It was probably locally raised right here by a farm family that is just trying to, you know, do the best they can for their animals and support their family. So, um, I do feel like that is something that, you know, larger operations get a bad rap for chickens, turkeys, that kind of thing. All of those animals are cared for just like the other ones are. Um, just like somebody who might be raising it pasture or corn fed or whatever you know that goes back to labeling it's another label that you don't really understand um all of those animals are cared for and raised by folks who just want to do the best they can do for their animals and for their families um 
I personally am, I believe that we were made to eat meat and vegetables. We have teeth that can eat meat and teeth that eat vegetables. We're supposed to eat meat. Um, if you don't choose to eat meat, then that's great for you. I'm happy for you to make that decision. And how wonderful is it that we live in a country that you can make that decision? You know, you we have all these options and it's wonderful and great. That doesn't make any one better than the other. It doesn't, um, just because you eat meat doesn't make you a better person than somebody who doesn't eat meat or vice versa. So um, we have to raise these. Everybody can't have a pig in their backyard. Like we used to, you know, hundreds of years ago. Everybody had a pig and a cow in their backyard. They milked their own cow. They butchered their own meat. We live in a society that we can't do that anymore. We have to depend on other people to do that for us. And that's what these hog farmers, cow farmers, chicken farmers, turkey, that's what they're doing. They're raising this meat so we don't have to. And I mean, aren't you glad, you know, that you don't have to like come home and wring a chicken's neck to eat? I mean, me personally, I'm pretty glad that I'm not having to, you know, to do that so um they get a, a terrible bad rap and it is totally undeserved i mean are there bad actors in the world absolutely absolutely but you know i would venture to say 99 percent are not so um definitely something to keep in mind when you're um when you're out making your decisions about what you're going to purchase so one of the I'm gonna give you a real brief overview of what the Bride and the Farmer is. It's gonna be about, we have a airplane flying over, so yeah. <laughs> hopefully you'll be able to see it in the shop maybe. Um, but the Bride and the Farmer is gonna be like this. It's gonna be interviews with farmers. I'm gonna go, and I've got, like I said, a couple of tours already set up with farmers. Um, this one obviously is gonna be my very first one because it's the one that, <laughs> yeah. that has my heart the most. But I, along the way, I've met some amazing people where I'm gonna be talking about, you know, why you should go to the farmer's markets as well, different yeah. farmer markets around the state of North Carolina. I'm gonna not just talk about agritourism or, or these um, crop, you know, crop farmers. Like um, I have one already picked up, uh, if you've not noticed, I do, if you follow me on Instagram, I post a lot about my CSA, yes. my flower delivery, and she's just a very young farmer. So I'm yes. gonna talk about that. I'm hoping to line up an interview with a lady who just had a baby and she's a dairy farmer in the north. And so talking about having to juggle you know, the baby and being able to get up, because it's just her and her husband and I think a couple other yeah. family members that run the creamery with them. Um, going touring creameries, talking about, I will put recipes up there every once in a while because hey, if you're gonna support local farmers, you're gonna find, need some way to cook it, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna put maybe a dessert recipe, maybe something to do with like the one that I have launching for the launch of uh, chicken recipe, a chicken um, also, I'm um, talking to people like women in agriculture, because women in agriculture are getting bigger now yeah. than what they used to be. Um, I'm going to talk about organizations, which Emily is part of one of the organizations, yeah. Farm Bureau, um, uh, organizations where you can learn more about farming, um, farm decor items for your home, because hey, have you noticed that most everybody has farmhouses now? They yeah. want to go back to the farmhouse style. I know, I know. So, um, or they love cows like you. Oh yeah, they love cows. <laughs> Actually, I am hopefully <laughs> working with a a um, sponsor to come back and do a have a cow costume for Halloween. So awesome. I may <laughs> I may loan you that or may come yeah. out as a cow. You need to come out. We're gonna be doing a truck or treat on Halloween day. You need to come out in your cow costume for that. There for we sure. go. For sure. <laughs> And then I've, and also like books and th educational items to help you not only yourself to learn, but for your children to learn as well. Because I think at the field trips, a lot of the people, a lot of the kids were like, wow, this, like I remember one field trip that you had, we had a, something, I think it was a melon or something, that was whatever it was. 
so and that was really cool because the kids were like oh well, i wonder what it looks like inside so i took a hammer and beat it so we could see what it looked like inside i mean um a lot of parents talk about well i can't get my kids to eat this or i can't get my kids to eat that well i've had so many parents say well my kid eats this because they know it comes from the farm and i mean kids are curious kids want to know kids i mean they just soak it up so why not provide it for them um i think it's great and hopefully one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there, so I'm going to put this out for you, Emily. <laughs> I want to follow you around one day. Oh, gosh. And, and do exactly what she does uh -huh. every single time. I, I only see part of what she does. <laughs> but, like, when the fall season kicks yeah. off, and, like, I'll just come out here, and I'll be, like, total observer, but I'll help her, and I'll work with her, and I'll follow her around and, and just jot down everything that she does in a day. Because, yeah. guys, you will be amazed <laughs> at how many yeah. balls are in the air that they're juggling yeah, at one time. Whether it's, it's crazy something that they have to do off-site because they've committed to being involved in the community yes. which you've done you've done a lot yep. of community things we have one coming up we have um goldsboro's having its freedom fest coming up on the 18th it's a big festival to celebrate military and all the sacrifices and things they do for us and we're going to be out there with some pumpkins and coupons um to pass out to to be a part of the community and, and be a part of that so so see yeah she juggles a lot she still <laughs> have to find coverage for the farm and oh like, yeah like it never fails that whenever Jr. and Emily are off site, that's when something happens. Uh, Whether every the cow time. gets every out, time. the tractor tire blows, or goes <laughs> flat, or yeah. we, I mean, it just. But luckily, you have workers out here that Valerie yep. will still be yep. out here. Yeah, Valerie's the old pro in it. I don't yeah. want to call her old, but she's an old pro. She's been here several, <laughs> yeah. several, several years, yeah. and she pretty much can handle anything and everything that, that happens. Yeah, we're we've been fortunate to have some wonderful employees, and we truly do consider them part of our family, at least for that season, if, if nothing else. And and um, we all pull together as a team and make it happen, and and that's what you have to do. So. And actually, I will say that working out here at the farm got our friendship. Like, we're like, yeah, I would say besties on this. <laughs> because, really, honestly, there's not a, well, this summer we were so busy at Angel Lowe's. I know, it, it was such a hot, busy summer. But it's normally, it's normally nothing for us to just text each other in the middle of the day yeah. or say, hey, you want to grab lunch this week or whatever. So, I think that helped our relationship as well. I think it's because we both have a mutual respect for what we, each other do. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that if I ever need any help with anything, Emily's always there. And Emily knows the same way with me. Yeah. Like I said, unfortunately, this season, because of all the balls I got juggling in there, yeah. I'm like, what else can I add? Yeah. But, um, so I want to thank you guys for listening to, and I hope you go over and check out The Ride in the Farmer. It is launching today, which it's, I've been waiting to launch it forever. Um, it's theriderandthefarmer.com. Um, love the header i made my header myself i did not do that and i think it's really cool because it's a little lady and she's in a polka dot dress because most of the time when people come out to the farm they don't dress like they're out to the farm no they, they dress, dress like they're taking pictures on the farm yeah. <laughs> so i would suggest if you're coming out to the farm yeah. to wear walking shoes yeah absolutely especially Close toed shoes if you can let your kids wear something they can get dirty um and just have a good time and if you're coming out for pictures there are some bathrooms here that you can maybe change in to kind of, you know, get your pictures and then come and enjoy the farm. Yeah. But I will say that there is a cost for all this now. And we have to talk about yes. that because yes. that's how she makes her bread and butter. Yeah. There's a lot of, I remember a lot of people would come up and say, it costs how much? Like they expect things to be free to come yeah. on the farm. Yeah. 
Um, we do charge admission in the fall. We charge admission for um, our sunflowers as well, but we charge admission in the fall. We have three different ticket prices depending on what you want to do. What, you know, if you have smaller kids, you might not want to take on the river trail. If you have older kids, they would love to do the river trail. So um, different, you know, tickets for, for different families that we have offered. You can find all of that information as well as all the activities we're going to be offering. Anything about our events, um, anything about our fall fun at odomfarmingcompany.com. And I will put the link in the show notes where you can find all the information. And if you're not local to North Carolina, but you, you are, we're close to a military base because I know a lot of people are military base. We yep. have a lot of military members come through. Yep. They have family visiting come out. It's a great time. You can show your family a part of Wayne County that you live in. And so I want to thank you guys for just listening. And I always remember, be blessed. Keep chatting. And most importantly, go out and check The Rider and the Farmer, which launches today. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Chats from the blog cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.